Boom Blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Huge shouts to Clean Cuts. I don't do this enough. I know I read the, the ad off the front end, but huge shouts to Clean Cuts for rocking with us and sponsoring this podcast all year long. Huge shouts to Skip and the crew. Really appreciate making this wrap it up podcast a thing legitimately. Huge shouts to Skip and the crew. Huge shouts to you, the fans, for joining us, whether you're live on Twitter at Shell Alexander, as you have been after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Really appreciate you there. We take your comments and questions. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Take your comments and questions for both me and co-host tonight, Q. What's going on? Raptors win 123-109 to take a two games to one lead in the NBA Finals. Q, how you feeling? Does it, feel, does it still feel weird saying that? NBA yeah. Finals. That's why I had to Raptors pause. In the NBA I had to finals. pause and say it with such emphasis. Raptors up in the series. This is not NBA 2K. It's not live. This is real life, people. NBA Finals. Hey, we've been saying it all year. We've been saying it every big game. We've been saying it throughout the playoffs. What a time to be alive. Raptors win 123-109. to 109. And... You know, high game to Steph Curry, 47 points in this game. Steph Curry did his thing or did what you'd expect an MVP player to do. Uh-huh. Eight rebounds, seven assists. Steph did all he could. When you go to the Raptors side of things, I think this is what makes the Raptors team the Raptors team. Okay? Kawhi Leonard finishes with 30. No matter what, you can pencil in Kawhi Leonard for 30 points. But tonight's game was about the other starters. That was a help the Raptors have been needing. In any game that they really lost, it's about what did the others do. Yeah. You look at this game, Danny Green gives you 18. Kyle Lowry gives you 23. Mark Gasol gives you 17. Siakam gives you 18. When the Raptors are getting that kind of production cue, can any team beat them, regardless of who's in or out of the lineup for Golden State? Not a chance, because the defense is always there mm-hmm. right we've never questioned the raptors defense or effort on defense it is their shooting mm-hmm. from the others yeah right you always get one maybe two guys that are putting up yeah. you know their regular numbers yeah but again in case you didn't hear me before welcome to the playoffs welcome to the nba finals danny green's three-point shot yeah we were waiting for this game right the yep. danny green game you just know at certain points it's coming and after the series that he had against the Bucks, where he struggled for the majority of it from the offensive end. But you just know, when the bright lights come out, Danny Green loves the NBA Finals. Six three-pointers made by Danny Green. He was six of ten. Kyle Lowry was five of nine from three. And when the Raptors are getting shots like that, even add in Freddie's three of six, including the massive, I guess, clincher (laughs) dagger at the end from Fred Van Fleet Sr. Should have been an and one. Yep, should have been an and one. Would have been if his name was Steph Curry. Yep. If he was a light-skinned dude in the other jersey, would have been an and two. But massive game from the Raptors in their supporting cast. But really, here's the thing. 
here's what everyone's going to talk about. And when I say everyone, I mean the American media for sure. Yeah. Because this whole the angle to this whole thing is already being slanted in terms of, oh, well, who's injured, who's not. So we can't get too far in this podcast without mentioning the fact that Clay Thompson is was out of this game. He did not play due to his hamstring issue. And it was a weird day because everyone was trying to figure out, is he in, is he out? Then early on in the day, it broke that war, the Warriors brass. Mm-hmm. They preferred him to sit out this game right. because they anticipate it being a longer series and they don't want to lose him for that series just to try to get him to play in game three. Rest it, get the couple extra days, come back in game four, see how that goes. But Clay was pushing back against that. Of course. But he as, you would, to, as you would expect. For sure. As we thought, especially after he was talking so much trash <laughs> in the hallway yeah, yeah. after the last game. What do he say? Light work? Yeah, is that, is that yeah. what he said in the hallway after uh, game two? But either way, Clay Thompson doesn't play. We already know Kevin Durant's out. Mm-hmm. Kevon Looney is out, which normally isn't that big of a deal. But the right. fact that they're, you're then going to all Boogie Cousins or Andrew Bogut minutes, right. that might be an issue for Golden State. So the health of Golden State was going to be a problem, and I'm sure it's going to be a thing that most people end up talking about. I'm going to start by asking you this, Q. What did you make of the Warriors with no Clay Thompson? Do you think that is a fair excuse for them? Is it a thing where it's like, hey, you, you kind of punt game three and hope yeah. that he and Durant come back? I mean, it's an excuse. But <laughs> is it a valid one is, is more of the question, right? Because, yeah. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Clay, uh, Steph had, what, 47, I believe, right? Yeah. If Clay's on the field, if Clay's on the court, yep. what does Steph have? Does Steph take all those shots? Does the ball in Steph's hands, right? Do any of those players, aside from the attention that they get, because my thing is with Steph, Steph was getting double teamed all game because Steph obviously is the only one who was really, right? So, and that's the same impact that Clay has, right? Because Clay's a shooter, so he's going to get attention Mm -hmm. that's going to leave the others for open shots. Yeah. Airball Draymond Green, Airball Draymond Green, <laughs> Airball Boogie Cousins, Boogie Cousins, Airball Quinn Cook. Yeah, you know, so the others didn't. None of them had that game, no. right? It's not, not like they all. were hitting, uh, missing contested shots. Those are wide open shots, yeah. right? Sorry, they were the Raptors were disrespecting disrespecting Andre Iguodala by leaving him wide open from three. Yeah. Uh, for the record, Andre Iguodala in this game was two for six from three. Finished with 11 points in this game. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you, so you input Clay, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Steph, maybe, we'll just say Steph, even Steph had a good game. He was shooting well. So, say Steph had 30. Okay. Right? Yeah. And even if you give uh, Clay 25, mm-hmm. where are the other points coming from? Yeah. Right? Which was my thing coming in because everyone's like, oh, no Clay. Well, Steph's going for 50. And I was like, cool. Steph goes for 50, but where's the other 50 or where's the other 60 points coming from that you're going to need to win this game? Because again, as our guy Mikey pointed out in the chat, the Warriors have scored 109 points in every game this series. The difference has been the two wins the the Raptors have had, the Raptors have hit shots. When the Raptors didn't hit shots, they finished with 104, and that was a game two loss. So again... Golden State struggled to get to that 109, and that mm-hmm. was pretty much in garbage time, yep. right? When they got to that point, this game was pretty much over. And I know the narrative will get lost in the second quarter. Raptors went through a huge drought. They couldn't get any buckets. 
and credit to the Warriors for hanging around and hanging around. But I would like to give credit to the one and only Doris Burke. Mm-hmm. Because Doris Burke did her hit to start this game. And Doris Burke actually mentioned how Clay Thompson got hurt. Yep. Because I'm going to ask you to go back to all the talk you heard about Clay Thompson's injury over the past few days. Yep. And people just keep saying, oh, Clay Thompson's out. Poor Warriors. Now they're missing this person. But are we supposed to feel bad for Clay Thompson because he got hurt? trying to flop and do the splits in the air and landed awkwardly because he didn't flop into anybody. He flopped yeah. into Casper yeah. and injured himself, injured his hamstring. And now we're supposed to feel sorry for him. Like shouts to Doris Burke for actually mentioning that fact. Cause I feel like that was a part that was being left out. Like that's a dumb play, Very right? Dumb. Like we we're clay's kind of getting off the hook for this. And yeah. we're like, Oh no, when's he coming back? When's he coming back? And that's at a that bonehead point, play. At that point, aren't they up double digits? I believe at that point because that was the third. That the was Warriors were up. The, the Warriors were yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like yeah. you needed that extra bucket because you're trying to make a comeback. You're yeah. just milking it at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's an unnecessary non-basketball play. Exactly. You got hurt. Boo hoo. And you cost yourself that. Yeah. Right. Like that's the other part in this. And again, I keep talking about the U.S. media, but I got it. I had to shout out Doris Burke for that yeah. because I thought that's an important part that we can't keep leaving out. Like. That's a bonehead play by Clay yeah. Thompson that costs his team. Right. Like that's just dumb. And sometimes on the counter, I feel like there's a lot of uh, Raptors fans that sometimes wonder why they see Kawhi Leonard will pump fake and he'll let the flyby go. And Raptors fans are always asking, why doesn't Kawhi jump into the guy and get free throws? One, it's an unnatural basketball play. Yeah. Two, he got hurt, if you remember, yeah. while taking a jump shot and landing awkwardly on someone else's foot. I wouldn't be in such a rush either to be trying to beg for calls by jumping into dudes and having the possibility of you landing awkwardly. Like, I'm okay with that if you're Kawhi Leonard. I like yeah. the way that he just gets busy. <laughs> and if he's going to the cup and getting fouled, cool. But he's not trying to do the Klay Thompson or the Steph Curry, which they gave him that yeah. bailout call late yeah. as well. So one, I'm not going to feel sorry for the Golden State Warriors because Klay Thompson injured himself. Two, how many All-Stars do you need? Because here's the thing, Jason McIntyre, who makes a lot of appearances on Fox Sports 1, Jason McIntyre tweeted this before Game 3, which I found was very weird because yeah. you're already making excuses for the series in Game 3, Yeah. okay? He tweeted this, so when do we put an asterisk by this NBA Finals if Toronto wins? Best player, leading scorer, Durant, hasn't played. Third leading scorer, Clay now out. Looney out means three of the top seven players out. So the built-in excuse and the narrative from the American side is clearly still, oh, the Warriors are hurt, the heart of a champion. They're fighting and clawing and giving all they can. Yep. But I ask, how many All-Stars do you need? Because we're talking about asterisks. Did people put an asterisk beside the Warriors' first championship against LeBron James when Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were injured? I don't remember anybody saying one of the Warriors' championships have an asterisk. No. That's not a narrative I hear. I hear Warriors' dynasty, no? Yeah. Because Steph Curry, by my calculations, still has two All-Stars in Draymond Green and Boogie Cousins, plus a, a finals, finals MVP in Andre Iguodala. Yep. Meanwhile, in that series, LeBron had Delhi, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, and who, who else was on that run? Uh, right, And dragged them to six yep. games against the Warriors. So this asterisk stuff is dumb, and regardless of who's out there, 
You gotta play the game. And the, the game. and that's a media narrative. The players aren't caught up in that BS. The coaches aren't caught up in that BS. That's all media just spin and talk on a day-to-day basis. The Raptors aren't like, do we think and cause the other thing you hear is you gotta get your wins now before Durant comes back. Do you think Kawhi's sitting in the locker room like, oh no, oh no, I hope Durant doesn't come back? <laughs> Does that strike you as something like I don't know. Media narratives are so funny to me, but bottom line. Let's move away from that. 2-1 series lead for the Raptors, 123-109. to I mentioned the high scores already. I mentioned the injuries from the Warriors side. And I guess the next thing to talk about is the only reason why this game was somewhat close mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of it was a Raptors second quarter. Okay? okay? Raptors second quarter, they started with a lineup of Kyle, Fred Van Fleet, Danny Green, Serge, and Pascal against Boogie, Jarebko, Quinn Cook, Iggy, and Livingston. They started off well mm-hmm. with Steph on the bench. 6-0 run, wasn't it, the start? Yes, they went. They were plus 5 in the 218 that Steph was on the bench while Kawhi was also resting, right. and their lead was up to 12. But for that whole second quarter, the lead was at 10. It got to 12. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get it to 14. They couldn't get it to 16. It would go down to 6. And then they'd get it back up to 10. What happened to the Raptors? And how do these droughts, in your opinion, what happens in those droughts? And why can't the why do they have such long stretches that just look so ugly at times? In a game that they probably should have been up 16 at half, they went to the half only up eight. What happened? I think it's too much. They, they stopped running plays. Mm-hmm. It's too much uh, iso ball. It's too much, you know, two guys on one side of the court running a pick and roll. Everyone's standing around. And everybody else standing around, mm-hmm. right? So once you make the initial stop on that, now they're scrambling, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or it's pass the ball to Kawhi. Everyone we all know Kawhi is going to get double teamed, not triple teamed, mm-hmm. but everybody just runs to the three-point line. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Right? Where, whereas nobody's cutting. There's no Siakam cut to the basket. Yeah. There's no, you know, everybody just standing around saying, well, here goes Kawhi. He's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. The, the offense stops. The offense definitely stops. Right? And especially when you're playing a team like Golden State, even without their best player and their third best third player. Best, best player. Sure. These guys don't really miss shots. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to, they, they have an offense, right? Mm-hmm. Steph, with a, Steph having the game like he is, right? And all your attention now on Steph. I mean, Iggy's not going to, Iggy's not going to shoot, you know, seven of eight. But he's going to hit two, two of six. Yeah. And if he hits that one open shot during that drought, yeah. now you have to, it cuts into that lead. Definitely. And I agree with you. I just think they get into these droughts and they don't really know where the offense is going to come from. But you kind of still see the brilliance of Kawhi Leonard because the lead will get down to like six and he'll then bang in the three. Or he'll get to the free throw line to like stop the run. And Steve Kerr said it in his, uh, his in-between quarter interview he said they just couldn't get over the hump and it was so true because they would get the game down to like six Steph would keep coming and then the Raps would come the other way get a bucket to make it eight it never really got to the five points or three points one possession game it was always at that two to three possessions and Kawhi Leonard that's the safety valve of having a player of Kawhi Leonard's caliber is when you get in trouble you have that guy who can get his own shot off. And as we talk about it all the time, 
to make or miss league at that point. Exactly. And you're going to trust Kawhi to make more than he misses. Exactly. Uh, let's get to some comments here, though, because really appreciate you guys both on Twitter at Shell Alexander or on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And this is an interesting question. So seven, seven, the high life says, Sheldon, are you really happy with this win? I'm going to say this. Yes, because it's a win. Oh, yeah. As I just detailed about Golden State's first championship, none of you guys ever bring up or remember that Kyrie and Kevin Love didn't play in that. Or no, Kyrie got hurt in game one, yeah. right? Kevin Love got hurt earlier in the playoffs. None of you guys remember that, that the Cavs were on the brink of winning that game until Kyrie got hurt in game one. Nobody or, remembers or, that. Or, or even the fact that, was it, you know, other years where, you know, uh, I think it was Derrick Rose's MVP year where he got hurt yeah. before the check, the conference finals. Yeah. And LeBron, right, they then went on to the finals, yeah. right? Or the fact that, you know, every time that Russ and KD were healthy, yeah. were both healthy, Oklahoma City made it to the conference finals. Right. And there were a couple of years there where one of them got hurt and mm -hmm. that kind of messed up the season. Like, right. nobody remembers that. Yeah. So we as Raptors fans can allow the American media to manipulate this into some, oh no, woe is me warriors. Or we can Even sit the there. Warriors last year against Houston when Chris Paul went down. So of it, course, it, it always. It's a playoffs. It happens. At the end of the day, injuries happen. That's the number one thing in sports. Injuries will happen. And you've got to get past them. And I'm also going to say, do you think Kawhi Leonard's healthy? No. No. Do you think Kyle Lowry's healthy? No. We know they still haven't played with OG. And if you're going to talk about Kevon Looney being out, being a key for them, yeah. OG hasn't played for how long? Exactly. Like, injuries happen. And so, am I happy with the win? Yeah, because it's a win in the NBA yeah. Finals. And you're halfway to four wins. And four wins means yeah. you win the NBA title. Yeah. So, yes, but I am happy with it. I don't know what he was saying. I mean, I'm happy with the win, too. But you, you're think he's under the mindset that, you know, with Clay, with Clay out, you're supposed to... It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. The math doesn't work it that doesn't way. Work it's that not way. like, oh well, with Clay they would have won that game. The math doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's a completely different game. There's different rotations. There's different coverages. Do the Raptors start Fred Van Fleet in the second half? Yeah, probably not. Everything's just so different, and yeah. it's so difficult to say. Well, what if? What if? Because it doesn't matter. And in one moment, how quickly do things change? Yeah. Serge Ibaka looked terrible at one point, yeah. and then boom, he reeled off a crazy streak, and you're just like, all Didn't right. He have like six blocks in the second half? It was stupid what Serge Ibaka was doing yeah. late. Ibaka came off the bench and gave quality minutes late. He had six blocks total in this game in 22 minutes. Six points, five rebounds, two steals, six blocks, and four fouls. He was all over the stat yeah. sheet, yeah. right? I don't know couple of those fouls weren't fouls that he should have had seven because that blocky that he had a block on a, a mckinney mm -hmm. that was a clean block no body contact nothing but they called it anytime surge is in the game and he's giving you energy i mean obviously you know if and you know what he wasn't even forcing shots another thing he was in yeah. the game and he he knew his role he played his role and when he had the shot he took it but he didn't force anything. He wasn't taking three. He, I think he hit one three-pointer because he was wide open and he yeah. made the shot. So when every time Serge is in the game and he gives you that those energy plays. That's what you need from Serge. And shout to Mark Jackson who brought up a very good point. The difference in Serge Ibaka's play was who he was matched up against. When he was in against Cousins, he struggled. And you can clearly tell if you're the Raps, you know Gasol's the matchup there. Gasol, I, I don't know what got into him in between the last game and this game, but clearly from the get-go... Somebody got in his ear and said, 
bro, you're better than Boogie Cousins. Go back to last year, and I know Boogie Cousins' numbers were crazy, but that was a testament of what their team was. In yep. terms of overall player, you wouldn't have said that Boogie Cousins is levels above Marcus Gasol last season. Marcus Gasol in Memphis and Boogie Cousins on New Orleans, or even the years prior. That's a solid matchup. And so a hobbled Boogie Cousins can't be taking you well. And Gasol, aggressive early with paint touches. Mm-hmm. Normally we've seen Gasol, when he's had his success scoring, it was him shooting the open threes, right? This game, no, no, no. From the start of the game, it was Mark Gasol in the paint, on the low block, getting yep. busy. And he had eight points in that first quarter. Mark Gasol found some foot speed tonight, too. He was blowing by guys. He was hype. He was hype. And I think that's key. Gasol played 26 minutes in this game right? Yep. We've talked about it. If Gasol's at around 30 minutes, that's a much more effective Marc Gasol. Yep. And again, not all minutes are created equally. When you're talking about a big fella like Marc Gasol, getting out there, hedging on screens, recovering back to the bigs, getting in the paint for help defense, yep. those minutes aren't the same as when he's just standing in the paint guarding Embiid, right? It, it's different. Exactly. It's a different load of minutes. So great game from Gasol. Again, 17 points, seven rebounds, four assists, six of 11 from the floor. He only hit one three. Got to the line. Great game from Marc Gasol. Uh, let's get to some more comments here. Gordon says, oh yeah, some poor calls, but the refs didn't let those calls affect their play. Uh, the refs have been a topic of discussion in this series. And if yeah, you follow think, this podcast, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I never like blaming the refs because I think the refs are horrible on both ways. And I think this game was a perfect example of that. No, the refs yeah. are just horrible both ways. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't think, especially this game, mm-hmm. and it, and I remember hearing, uh, I forget who it was, and they said, you know, you either let these guys play or you call everything yeah. because you're really, you're really killing the momentum of the game. As mm-hmm. a fan, we want to see these guys go out there and play. Yeah, not shoot free throws. You know what I mean? And it's just, I find that the refs, too many times. Are make would make one bad call, which turns into three bad calls because they're, <laughs> they're making bad makeup calls. You're chasing right? yourself, and it goes and, it, and, it, and it's on both sides. Yeah. It, of course, the, the the Raptors are not getting the benefit of the doubt. When has the when, when in the 24 years have we ever gotten the benefit yeah, of the doubt? It's not gonna happen. We but know that. there are there are some calls going the other way where I'm like, it's not a foul, yeah. right? It's especially not a foul that should be called in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, totally. I think the refs, there were calls where we're just looking at each other like, what was that? Like blatant missed traveling calls on uh, Steph, blatant goal tens by Serge, yeah. like just blatant calls that they're missing. Foul calls, of course, everywhere. Just what is a foul? What isn't a foul? For this entire season, yeah. I still what's don't understand. Carry, what's not a carry? But for this entire season, yeah. I still don't understand what's a shooting foul and what's not. Yeah, I don't Like know. is the swim move? I thought they, like, I don't know. I thought the swim move was automatic shots, and then they took that away. I don't know <laughs> what's going on at all. But, Calling backcourt violations from, like, two meters before <laughs> yeah, half that court, was a weird call. Right? Luckily, the one ref overturned it. Yeah. But it's just, the refs late, are the just The late calls, the late bad. whistles. Yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. But again, to Gordon's point, shouts to the refs for not getting too bogged down by the bad calls and playing through it. Yeah. And... You know, Kyle Lowry, who at times has fallen victim to, okay, he's not getting calls, but he's going to continue to try to barrel to the basket to get the calls. We've seen him adjust himself in-game 
and adjust to what the refs are calling and not calling. Meaning, if he's not getting that call, he's not really going to keep doing it. Yeah. And got to give credit to the raps for that. But more comments here. Uh, but Sean says, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard used to this. Now, that gets us to the third quarter. Because I think what happened in the third quarter, the Warriors are still making their runs, right? It's really just Steph Curry, though, because the game's close. Mm -hmm. But at one point, midway through the third, the Warriors shooting outside of the restricted area, not even the key, outside of the restricted area, which for basketball fans might not be familiar. That's the like dotted circle. That's the charge line just yeah. underneath the rim. That's basically meaning you're getting a dunk or a layup, right? So on, again, Warriors shooting outside the restricted area, midway through the third, Curry was nine for 19. Everyone else was four of 23. That's pathetic. So the Raptors on the flip side, here comes Danny Green. And... Danny Green, when he gets going and he's shooting that rhythm three yeah. on the break, it's crazy. The thing I want to ask you about, because it's the thing I love the most, and I call it, I love when I see Kawhi and Danny Green working that Puffy and Mace flow. <laughs> you know when he got to the third verse of those bad boy songs yeah. and the Puffy and Mace flow just going back and forth? Yeah. And it's like they just have eyes for each other at that point. And Kawhi was making plays. Kawhi was getting steals, running fast breaks. And we said, find Danny, find... We're both yelling, find Danny, find Danny. He draws the defense, waits that extra second. Mm -hmm. Danny Green wide open for the three. When that's going down... How cool is that to see it happening in a Raptors uniform? Yeah. Danny Green and Kawhi yeah. when they get in that mode. It, it's just like, it's one of those things where you're, we, we see Danny in the corner mm -hmm. and you're like, Kawhi, Kawhi to Danny, Kawhi to Danny, Kawhi. And, and it just seems like it comes at the right moment. Like he knows. Yeah. He sees already knows he's there, <laughs> but he, just, he, he pretends like he's taking the ball to the basket, draws everybody in and gives, it gives, Danny, that extra two seconds exactly. to set himself exactly and prepare for the shot. <laughs> and it's just like only Pop could teach that. You know what I mean? It, but it's, we hadn't seen that in a while, right? Like there would be spurts in the regular season where you would see those two guys single-handedly bring yeah. the Raps back in a game where they're making defensive plays and then they're making offensive plays. Because not only was Danny Green like wedding threes, but that chase down block on Quinn Cook, yeah, that's just all heart all hustle those are championship winning plays and those are the things that make me you know kind of it's upset with what the narrative is going to be because you're disrespecting what the raps are doing like they still right. have to come out and hit shots and play the fact that the warriors not named steph can't hit shots that's not the raptors fault yeah it, it, it's selective memory because game two it was all of a sudden it's it quinn cook quinn yeah. cook quinn cook <laughs> boogie but, cousins right? was the mvp exactly. of the game but then yeah. quinn cook misses shots and it's oh well the, the raptors are just a more talented team like make up your mind either quinn cook's a player or he's or he's a scrub exactly. he, he, he can't be a player on tuesday mm -hmm. and a scrub on thursday right yeah no totally right uh, quinn cook was drafted fred duke. van fleet was not drafted sure. quinn cook went to duke mm -hmm. fred van fleet went to did not wichita, go to duke he wichita went to wichita state, state right yeah. Fred Van Fleet's in this game and he's balling. So don't tell me all of a sudden now <laughs> that Fred Van Fleet is is is, is a ball, is a player, yeah. but Quinn Cook because he had a bad game or not as an effective game is all of a sudden oh he's a scrub today yeah. when he was Quinn Cook had a great game on mm -hmm. on Tuesday and you know what I mean. So it's just it's another thing with some of the media. Um, I have no problem with Van Gundy. I don't like Mark Jackson. I like them both. I, I like. Their I don't. Dynamic. I don't. I don't. And they play well off each other, like, and it, 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 it's dynamic. entertaining yeah. sometimes. I'm entertained. But it, it's it's 
stupid people are entertaining too, and it just he makes some outlandish comments, some mm-hmm. some just out of place comments, and I, just too much. But it's I still always sometimes. think about how difficult it has to be for Mark Jackson, because you you now call every single finals game for yeah. the team that you used to coach, and yeah. you couldn't get them there. Yeah, like. How awkward must that be when you really break it down, right? Yeah. Uh, let's get to some more comments, though, because uh, someone else on Twitter says, no matter how shaky Kawhi looks to be initially, he walks away with 30 points. Incredible. I don't know, man. Kawhi didn't look uh, he didn't look like he has his legs in this game. No. How many times did they call timeout and he's kind of just standing there with yeah. his hands on his knees? He looked gassed in this game. And he doesn't have the explosiveness. And I keep saying this because six out of their last seven games, the Raptors have yeah. won. And in the majority of those games, especially in the Bucks series, though, the key was Kawhi would screen to get on the big guy and blow by mm-hmm. every single time. You see him kind of trying to do that in this series, but it's not really working. And there's times where Draymond is guarding him, which should just be a mismatch off rip. Yeah. He looks like he's a step slow. He looks like he doesn't have the same lift that we saw the guy who dunked on Giannis, yeah. who dunked on Embiid. We saw him dunk on Jordan Bell today, yeah. <laughs> but it's not the same level, yeah. right? Yeah. But yet again, he still finishes with 30 points. Are we like, are we really taking in what Kawhi Leonard is doing and like fully understanding the level that this guy is playing at right now? Cause it's stupid. It's yeah. kind of disgusting that we're just like penciling him in for 30, knowing that my guy's hurt. Yeah. Like everybody's going to say, look at the game um, that Steph had. And of course, Steph had a great game. Steph is Steph. He makes shots that you shouldn't take. As, as basketball players, you shouldn't, you probably shouldn't take. It's a bad shot mm-hmm. unless it goes in. Exactly. Right? But his goes in. Yeah. Right. Um, but Kawhi is just he's been the best player on the floor mm-hmm. in every series yeah. this during this playoffs. Yeah. Right? Night yeah. in, night out, he is the best player in right? Since K D went out, right? Yeah. There hasn't been another player. Mm-hmm. Right? There might be times where he you know, Giannis had a couple good games and right, but there's never he's been the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Right. In this in these playoffs. And the the to further your point, okay, we're gonna talk about oh, Steph Curry had forty seven points in this game. Steph Curry looked gas at the end, he had to do everything for this team, blah, blah, blah. It's like how many games has Kawhi had to do that in these playoffs? Steph yeah. still only played forty three minutes in this game. And remember, when we're talking about Kawhi playing the forty three minutes, again, what do I always say? Not all minutes are created equally. So Kawhi is playing the 43 minutes on both ends of the floor. And how many times have we had to see him do that in these playoffs and also be the only guy carrying the offense? Steph Curry has to do it once, and we're going to celebrate him as if he's the greatest thing ever. But if you're the MVP and you still have two other All-Stars and the Finals MVP on your squad, you're supposed to go out and get 40 and try to win playoff games, no? Like, there's no... I'm not here for the excuses, but it leads us to our next comment here from Diaz, who says, fun fact, KD has a grade two calf tear. He is unlikely to return to the NBA finals according to normal healing time process. Uh, does he have a grade two calf sprain? Is, is that calf tear? I don't remember hearing that. Is that yeah. is that factual? I don't remember hearing that. I remember the, the initial diagnosis was the Achilles. Then it was a calf strain. No, the assumption the assu- was Achilles. Sorry, the assumption. Yes, sorry, the, the assumption, assumption was the Achilles, was Achilles yeah. based on his reaction. Mm-hmm. 
and then it was a calf strain. Yes. The whole calf tear and grade two calf tear, that mm-hmm. I've never heard. But I think you gotta remember, like this is like this is basketball, right? So if anybody's ever had like even even with the clay injury, if anybody's ever had a leg injury, you know that you know, you might wake up Monday and you feel like, oh, everything's great. And then you go to bed and you wake up Tuesday morning and mm-hmm. you can barely walk. Yeah. Right. So you know, I, I Even don't. Even if he does come back, there's no guarantee that exactly. he's able to play one day, have a day off, and then play well the next game. Exactly. Look at Boogie Cousins, right? Yeah. His movement in this game was way worse than it was the last game. And that's what happens when you're coming off of injuries. And so I'm just trying to read some of what people are saying, Steve Kerr was saying in the post game. And Tom Haberstroh says, just parsing Steve Kerr's words post game, but it seems Clay Thompson is closer to returning than Kevin Durant. Which kind of seems obvious. Mm-hmm. Clay was on the bench, looked like he was in uniform, yep. or at least in his warm-ups, and he looked salty, as if like he still believed for sure he could have played. But uh, just more of the talk that was going on today about Kevin Durant's status. Uh, Monty Poole says, uh, Kevin Durant has had two solid individual workouts in the past two days. He's progressing. Will advance to workout with teammates and staffers on Thursday. That's still not a full team practice, right? So I don't know how that, you know, indicates him playing on Friday, but more comments. Kevin Durant has in, has been increasing his intensity in his workouts. Kerr said Durant could play tomorrow with the young guys and coaches, but the team itself won't practice. So I don't know. They're asking about Durant. Uh, Durant said, I will know more in the morning. So clearly it's all just him getting more treatment trying to work his way back. And I still don't think that, I still don't think he's coming back. I, I still think that it's it's a case where no matter what, there's a difference between being able to practice and shoot jumpers by yourself and then playing in a full game speed in the NBA Finals against Kawhi Leonard or yeah. Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Those are two different things. I don't know. I just, I just think it's kind of crazy. And if the more likely scenario is Kevin Durant coming into game five, in Toronto on Monday, cool. If you're the Raps, you take that, and you don't even care. The thing about the thing again, another thing about uh, uh, leg injuries is you will then compensate. Yeah. So he's going to then compensate, right? Mm-hmm. What is it? What was it? His his left leg. Okay. So now his right leg is going to compensate for that left leg, right? And that's when you get uh, bigger injuries. That's when the, that's when the Achilles does tear, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also the thing is, I think they said that's something that might be going on with Kawhi, that, you know, whatever the injury was on one leg, he got now has knee issues with yeah. the other leg from having to overcompensate. Definitely. And if you see that, that's from when he was dunking and he was trying to land and you see him land awkwardly. Yeah, that all plays a part. That all plays a role. Yeah. I just think if you're the Raptors, it's a great sign that you won a game and Kawhi Leonard hasn't looked like the Kawhi Leonard from the rest of the playoffs yet. That's a positive sign if you're the Toronto Raptors, right? Um, We've been talking a lot about fun facts, and Sean checks in with another fun fact that simply says, fun fact, Raptors two went away from the Larry (laughs) O'Brien. It's very fun. It's very fun. I I, I haven't had this much fun in a long time. Uh, Here's a a stat from Gordon who says, Toronto is 10-0 when they get 115-plus points in a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, You should be. You get 115 points. Right? Unless you're, game. Well, unless you're Golden State or Portland. 
uh, now Curry knows how James Harden feels when he has to carry the Rockets every game. That's a comment from Twitter. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Like, Steph Curry, there's no feelings hurt for this team because you built your team based on having all these all-stars. Yeah. And then, obviously, you know that comes at a cost, which means depth. So yeah. if one or two of those guys go down, oh, no, you still have three other all-stars. Well, that's the one comment Mark Jackson did make is, like, all of a sudden, you, you can't, we're not going to all of a sudden feel sorry for Golden State, exactly. right? You didn't feel sorry for the rest of the league the last five years, right? Exactly. Everybody was celebrating Golden State. Now, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at, I'm a Golden State fan, right? Yeah. I've cheered for Golden State fan, Golden really? State the last. Oh, but you were cheering for, no, okay, you're not sorry, a Golden okay, State sorry. fan. Okay, sorry. Be honest with the sorry. people. You're not a Golden State fan. You're no, a LeBron Golden. hater. Okay, so I was cheering against LeBron. Okay. And, but I was cheering for, but I'm a Kevin Durant fan, right? Okay. I think you can, you can, you can, uh, not be necessarily a fan of Steph Curry, but you can you can you know admire mm -hmm. Steph and Clay's abilities, yeah. right? Okay. So yes, I was cheering for Golden State the last five four years. It was so funny today on uh, Tim and Sid. I was putting together the Steph Curry Alvin Williams sit down, yeah. And it was so funny because obviously, like I'm in Raptor mode, I'm in wrap it up mode, but. You know, putting that thing together and seeing the camaraderie that Steph Curry has with Alvin Williams, mm -hmm. he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Steph is a nice guy. Hearing him talk about his family, hearing him talk about, you know, watching those Raptor games before when he was a kid and all that stuff. Like, he's a super nice guy. But it's funny, as soon as I was done that <laughs> interview yeah. and it sent off and it went to TV and everything was cool, I'm like, all right, yeah, screw you, Steph Curry. <laughs> Uh, but we got a question here from Neil on Twitter who says, question for the panel. Do you think Golden State doubled down sitting Clay, knowing that KD would come back in game four? I thought about this. And I think not. I think that if they knew KD was coming back for sure, then they would have played Clay. Right? Because it's like, you can risk it. Clay's telling you that he's okay. Yeah. You can risk it knowing that, well, you know what? Even if Clay were to go down, we know Kevin's coming back for sure. Right. I think by holding out Clay, you're making sure that he's there long term because KD might not be there long term. And you can't go along in this series without Clay and Durant and think that you can beat the Raptors. Yeah. Um, um, what do you my, think? My on take that? on that, my take on that is. Golden State, to me, they're a front-running team. Mm -hmm. They're front-runners. This is the NBA Finals. You don't give up a game. Exactly. Right? And this is game three. This is in game one, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, okay, sit Clay, because we're trying to, and let's see what the Raptors are coming with. Right? Yeah. This is game three. Yeah. And the Raptors have outplayed you in seven and a half out of the eight quarters. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't think. I just don't think you do that in the NBA Finals. Yeah, the Raps won every quarter in this game, right? I know. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I mean, I mean even it's game a weird, two. Other, it's than a that, weird... other than that, that six minutes in the third quarter. Yeah, the Raptors won that game. Yeah, right? a lot of people are making the point. The Raptors could be up three nothing in this series yeah. right now. Inches. It quite makes that steal. This is three nothing. It's crazy, but I mean that's just the reality of the situation. Right. And if you really think about it, the Toronto Raptors in this game. They dominated defensively. Like, there were plays out there that people were showing of their defensive rotations. Yeah. Like, that 16 or 18-0 run that Golden State had in Game 2, a lot of those things, it wasn't like Steph and Clay were banging in threes. Yeah. It was like back cuts. It was like the Raptors failing to switch screens, like miscommunication. 
you and, and you missing saw, wide open shots for sure. I, I was just talking purely yeah. defensively, yeah, yeah, though, course. right? Yeah. And then you look at this game. Their rotations were on fire. They knew, okay, we're going to switch all these screens with Steph. How many times did you see Raptors intercept that Draymond alley-oop pass? Like, the one thing you got to give a lot of credit to is Nick Nurse and his staff. This team has been well-prepared and made so many great adjustments throughout the playoffs. But just look at their defensive rotations that they made in this game. And I know that's nerdy, in-depth basketball talk or whatever that some people might not realize. But when Draymond drives... In two straight times, you see Serge intercept an alley-oop pass. Yep. That's scouting. That's some of those. Plan. Some of those are even, I mean, uh, Fred intercepted one and, yeah. and Kyle intercepted yeah. one. So they're they're ready for it. They know what was going to happen. Scouting, game plan. Yeah. Got to give credit to Nick Nurse, who, again, is a rookie coach. But one thing I always found interesting, too, is he talked about how he uses his assistants. And normally on certain teams, you have a defensive coach, you have an offensive coach, and that's what it is, right? Yeah. Like everybody kind of has a role. His big thing was he's going to rotate guys, right? Because he felt as a guy who was an assistant, you know, you're better served as a coach overall if you're well-rounded. Yep. And it also gives guys an opportunity to game plan in a certain way and everyone to feel a part of all game plans. I always yep. thought that was interesting. I remember he talked about that early on in the season. But either way, what those guys are doing, the game plan for the Raps on defense, it's incredible we didn't see the what steph called janky yeah box and one defense in this game because i don't even think that's a problem it's math steph can get 47 mm-hmm. cool where's the next 47 coming from and you look draymond had 17 a lot of that was late igudala had 11 and after that there's no one else in double figures quinn cook had nine points that's the next highest that's pathetic that's yeah. not going to beat the raptors Another comment here on Instagram. Honestly, if the Raptors close these guys in five, I don't want to hear Stephen A. Smith ramble about Warriors injuries. No excuses. Uh, another comment. Take care of business. Let's get another one in Oakland. Let's pause there for a second. Because I think that's very key here. Mm-hmm. The thought process is normally just steal one on the road when you're home games, right? right? After you win this game as a Raptors, I'm not talking about the media narrative. I'm talking about in their locker room. How much do you think they're sitting there saying, nope, we're getting one more here. Like, we're going back to Toronto trying to close this out. We need to get game four as well. How much do you think that is the mentality there as opposed to being like, oh, well, we did our job. We got one at home court. We won won this game where everyone was out. What do you think the the level of, of, you know, kill 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 is right now in the raps locker room i like think they're not satisfied with just i this. think it's 50 50. really you know why because okay. remember there's a lot of guys that are not have not been here okay right and okay. are looking at golden state like i want to be that one so, so they're still looking at these guys as their stars not mm. that here i am playing with these guys and okay. beating these guys but okay. here we are playing golden state. i think there's some i think there are probably are some of the younger guys mm-hmm. pascal and those guys who are still kind of starstruck Okay. And you know the cameras are on them, and it, it it's they're they're not fully comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Now, Kyle, uh, Kawhi, Danny Green, Marcus Saul, I think those guys, and hopefully that they, they are the calming influence on everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. are going in there like guys. No, we gotta get we, the next one. Like we should be sweeping these guys. Like mm-hmm. there's 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 nothing I've seen other than that's. Again, that spurt in the third quarter where it just looked like there was one team on the court, right? 
yeah. that I've seen where it's just like, you can look at these guys and say, we can't handle these guys. Mm-hmm. No, I, Even with Clay on the court. Yeah, I, I think the mentality of the Raptors and you seeing the answers that Kawhi Leonard's been giving lately, you know, in yeah. terms of uh, were you okay with the ball in the hands of uh, Andre Iguodala at the end? He's like, no, I wanted the ball in our hands. Yeah. Like, he just seems very matter-of-fact and, like, that's just Kawhi Leonard. So it's just, yeah, whoever's out there next game, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And further to your point, someone named Ah Jeez on Instagram says... Clay doesn't change that game. Steph had to compensate. They split the 47. And I know people might think that sounds crazy. And you said that earlier. I kind of agree with that. Like, people forget the beauty of the Golden State Warriors is, yeah, Steph can go for 40. Yeah, Yeah, Clay can go for 40. But because they all play together, yeah, obviously KD can go for 50. But the fact that they all play together means that they don't have to do that consistently. Right. That's a way different story than Kawhi having to get to 30 points every night for the Raps to have a chance. And, and it's I just want different. Check the box score. Like when you, you very rarely see, like I remember there's a couple of games where Clay had 50, mm-hmm. right? What was Steph's box score of that game? For right? sure. Or with KD's going, right? So yes, they might get, they might have two at 25, maybe have two at 30, mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. those shots, if, if they're taking those shots, then Draymond's not getting his shots, exactly. right? Then Iggy's not getting those, those shots. Exactly. Right? No, nope, Quinn Cook's probably not playing. Right? I agree with that. So you can't just say, well, they scored 109. If you put Clay in there, he averages 25. So now they get 134. Mm-hmm. The math doesn't work that way. Yeah. Right? And if you watch, especially the second half, um, Steph was gassed. For sure. Right, for sure. So He's if, not used if, to playing forty plus exactly, minutes. so if Clay's in there, Steph doesn't play the forty minutes. He, he probably only plays 35. 35. So does he get forty-seven points? Exactly. exactly. So now he's down yeah. to right. For sure, totally. Is the ball running through him? Is it past the ball to Will and let the other guy sit down and watch yeah. him him cook? Right. Yeah, it was like it te- Steph had way. what like twelve of their first fourteen or ten of their first twelve, like whatever exactly. it was. It was all Steph. And even in their game two, their game two win, mm-hmm. right? Clay started hot. Uh, Steph didn't score anything in the first mm-hmm. quarter, right? Then, then Clay was in foul trouble, so now Steph turned up his game in the second quarter. Yeah. So it was never both of them at the same time, just hitting shots from all angles. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. You're totally right. Uh, let's get to a comment here on tw- uh, Instagram. Uh, Alex says, "Good win, but we have to keep getting contributions from our starters moving forward. Series is far from over." I like that. I like that from Alex, and he's totally right. And I mentioned from the other Raptors in terms of Danny Green with 18, uh, Pascal with 18, Marcus with 17, but let's, let's pour some milk for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Kyle Lowry, 23 points, 9 assists, 5 of 9 from 3, 8 of 16 overall from the floor. And in that fourth and quarter... three fouls. Well, <laughs> early he had some issues. Yeah. I think he got all those three in the first in the first half. And they were some bad, like dumb fouls too, yeah. for being honest, right? Yeah. He had some against Steph were so far away from the rim, had nothing to do with the play, like just foolish foul calls on yeah. Kyle Lowry. But again, Nick Nurse suggests we we mentioned already they put Fred to guard uh Steph at the start of the third quarter. Yeah. There's some adjustments that Kyle would still switch on to Steph, but he wasn't the primary defender picking up the cheap fouls, right? right. But 
Let's talk about Kyle Lowry, because this was the Kyle Lowry game where he's still doing all the Kyle Lowry things, but the key to me, anyways, is Kyle Lowry also passing the ball and getting the assists. The threes are big, the points are big, but the last game, him not being on the floor also meant that he wasn't leading the offense and getting other guys involved, and that stuff is contagious. Yeah. Kyle Lowry, nine assists. Let's go through this. And I went through the points, but this might be more impressive. Kyle Lowry had nine assists in this game. Siakam had six assists in this game. Kawhi had six assists in this game. Gasol had four assists. When you're getting that ball movement, that's the Raptors we've seen throughout the year. That That is that is the unstoppable Raptors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for because, sure. Because, you know, even in a bad shooting game, you're only going to miss... I mean, these are the professionals, right? You're only going to miss so many open shots. Yeah. Right? Yeah, And yeah. when the Raptors are moving the ball, right, and they have, and everybody, again, is involved, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they literally have five guys that could give you 20. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's not a, a situation where we're just keying on Kawhi mm-hmm. because the other guys aren't going to get theirs, right? Yeah. You have to rotate to Danny Green. Even if he's not hot, you have to rotate to Marcus Gasol. You have to rotate to Kyle. You have to rotate to Siakam. Yep. Right? It's crazy. So you always have the defense off balance. Yeah. No, always have the defense off balance, and that's when the Raps are playing their best. And the, the thing from Kyle Lowry in this game, he almost took up the Kawhi mode for a bit there where the Warriors tried to put Draymond on him, mm-hmm. and it looked like Kyle took that as a disrespect. Because he came down and he just niced Draymond. Mm-hmm. He had the open three, up faked him, dribbled, hezied and hit, you know, the dribble yeah. to the left yeah. and hit hit him with the three on his head top. Next time down the floor, came, drove in the key, hit him with a step back, like long two. And those are the plays when you're seeing when Kyle Lowry's taking no shots, you could tell that's where he's feeling nice. Yeah. But I also felt like he was just looking up at Draymond like, what? Like, why are you guys thinking that Draymond can guard me? Like, that's yeah. not nah not about that life at all i thought that was super impressive and when kyle lowry is aggressive yep the raps are at their best um let's see uh len says i still believe that one elite player surrounded by solid role players is more than enough to win the chip agree with that and if that's golden state and if steph curry is who you guys tell me he is which i always said what y'all flat russ all the time mm-hmm. and if you put russ and Steph and switch places and put Steph on some teams with Russ. Like, what are we talking about here? The load that Steph has to carry isn't the same as other dudes in the league that you guys tell me Steph Curry is better than. It's not a knock. He's one of the best shooters ever. Mm-hmm. But there's more to the game. And Just, again, you're you're rolling out five all stars. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's so true. It's picky. It's, it's, it's almost pick your poison. Some some games, right? It's so true. When they're really when they're really out there. Uh, I see this comment here that says, amazing to think if we didn't give away game two, we'd probably be up 3 nothing." And we talked about that earlier, but I do want to say this. I keep pointing back to the Kenny Smith comment because I always think that it's so relevant, okay? When a championship team blows a game like that, how they respond is so important because if you're not a championship team, you're going to get down and think, oh no, we blew our chance. Yeah. That was our chance. We should have taken the game. But if you are a championship team, you look at those situations and you say, oh no, we got these guys. We messed up, yep. but we got these guys. Yeah. And we've seen it time and time again. The Toronto Raptors have done that. And I think this game was a perfect example because you've looked back to game two. It was 
Marcus Saul and Pascal, mm-hmm. who compared to their game one output, who had poor poor outings, poor numbers, sure. right? And both of them were the ones that came out in the first quarter. Aggressive. Aggressive. Kawhi wasn't even saying much. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of them came out. Both of them came out aggressive. Pascal was the leading scorer at one point, and he was back to driving the ball under control. Right. Made a couple shots. Made a couple layups. Mm-hmm. Right. So, without that, without you know that game two performance, without hearing that, maybe this game would have been completely different. Yeah, no, to- totally true. And uh, I'm just going to read this comment here from my guy C. Brown, who said, Fred's, Fred's threes in Draymond's mouth was easily my favorite bucket of the finals thus far. And it was an and one. <laughs> it really was. Uh, but again, shout to the people there on Instagram. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys again on uh, next game, which is Friday night. But for people still rocking with us and the people who will be listening to this later on in the podcast form on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube, first off, huge shouts to you guys. We appreciate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share and tell your friends and all that other fun stuff. Most definitely. Let's get to some comments. And again, shouts to my guy, Josh Lewenberg, who puts in gangster work covering the Toronto Raptors. He helps us with some of these post-game clips from locker room or from the podium actually my bad uh let's see where do we start here mark gasol on van fleet he says quote fred has a heart i don't know how it fits into his chest he has a huge heart (laughs) the job that fred van fleet is doing in this series well he's continuing to hit big shots but also chasing around steph curry that can't go unnoticed, right? Like someone tweeted the other day that the the real MVP of this series is Fred Van Fleet Jr. Because <laughs> ever since that <laughs> happened, yeah. he's been doing he's the playoff work. MVP. Um, yeah, I mean, again, Fred Van Fleet is an undrafted free agent mm-hmm. who's making his a name for himself in this league, right? He he's not, you know, he wasn't a second round pick like Draymond, who just you know should have been picked in the first round. He was undrafted. He worked his way up, went to the D League, did. And now here he is, mm-hmm. right? And he's guarding who some think is the best point guard in the league. Yeah. And doing that while also being an offensive threat. Hmm. I'm impressed. I'm impressed, right? Uh, Danny Green said that Shaq gave him some shooting advice before the game. Quote, he's a pure shooter. I don't know if you guys knew that. Close quote. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kawhi on the game three win. Quote, it was big. I'm happy we got it. Two wins away now. We'll see if the momentum carries over. Shouts to the Kawhi cliches. I'm always here for that. Danny Green on Lowry's big night. Quote, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> Danny Green's like feeling it today. He's a joker. <laughs> Danny Green got all the jokes. I like it. Big things from the Toronto Raptors in this game. Again, as they win game three in Oracle, everyone will be talking about no Clay Thompson for the Golden State Warriors. But without Clay, Steph Curry stepped up with 47 points on 14 of 31 shooting, add in eight rebounds, add in seven assists, and two steals. Solid game from Steph. But other than Steph Curry, none of those other guys want to shoot, which is a theme we've been telling you. There are no other all-stars on the court tonight. (laughs) Their other dudes, even their other all-stars, don't really want to shoot. So we've been telling you that since the start of this series. 
Those other dudes don't want to shoot. So if the Raptors' other dudes show up, that's who's going to win this series. And that's what happened in this game as Kawhi was the high man on the Toronto Raptors. 30 points, 9 of 17 shooting. You know Kawhi fills up the stat sheet. 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Because that's what Kawhi Leonard does, right? Also getting help as all Raptors starters and Fred Van Fleet finish in double figures. Big boy game. Kyle Lowry might be the unsung hero there for the Raps, hitting big-time shots. Same goes for Fred Van Fleet because they did a job of scoring to match Steph, but also bothering Steph. Huge game there. But, again, Raptors win to go up two games to one. Next game is Friday. Q, what are you saying? How are you feeling to wrap things up? And where can the people get at you to get your thoughts in between games? Because we know what's going to happen in between games. It's all going to be, is Clay going to play? Is Durant going to play? All that narrative. Where can the people find you to get your followings of this situation? Check me out on all social media at simply underscore just underscore Q. That's Twitter and Instagram. Um, or at DDS Caps. Check us out. Check out the Instagram page. We always got uh, highlights and quotes and things going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, check us out. If you like the gear that you see at DDScaps.com. Yeah. I'm feeling good, man. I, like I said, I, I almost catch myself mm-hmm. because I'm like, it's the Toronto Raptors against the mighty Golden State Warriors, and I feel very confident. Yeah. In this in this series. Yeah. Right. I I I don't know where it comes from. There's those. It just like I said, it's the eye test. So we always talking about the eye test. Yeah. Right. Even when we were down too old in Milwaukee, we talked mm-hmm. about the eye test and how yeah. we weren't worried. Yeah. It's the eye test. I just don't where the Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant and now a hobbled Klay Thompson where they get the offense consistently over the next four games mm-hmm. to beat us. Well, we said after that last game, you trust in Andre Gudala not hitting three-pointers yeah. and if Quinn Cook's going to hit those shots you tip your cap, you say hey, congratulations Golden State, you are NBA champions. Yeah. But if those guys are going to hit the shots, cool. But I'm going to close on this. Kendrick Perkins, who has been taking over the media game. You know, Kendrick Perkins, you're seeing him pop up on a bunch of different shows. We even had him on Tim and Sid today earlier. He says this, quote from his Twitter account. I witnessed something very scary tonight after the game. Toronto were walking back to their locker room after the game and nobody was celebrating and they weren't smiling or nothing. They boys want all the smoke. Take it from a former champ. I like that. I like that energy, right? That's coming from Kendrick. That's coming from a real dude. We talk to you guys all the time. Hey, there's a bunch of talking heads, a lot of people sitting on their couch, watching TV, talking basketball, what they see, reading stats, all that stuff. But there's certain things that you got to listen to when you hear that come from players because they've been through the smoke. And we talk about it, that calming force that a Kawhi Leonard, a Danny Green, even Gasol, even Kyle Lowry, when he doesn't have to do it all the time, he can pick his spots, right? That calms down Siakam, who we see gets a little ah, antsy sometimes. It calms down Freddie, who's playing well, but, you know, relaxes him a little. Same thing for a guy like Norm, who's getting spot minutes now. That comment right there, that is the Kawhi effect. Right? Right? That's the Kawhi effect. Because sometimes... I mean, after some of the games he's had in this playoffs, mm-hmm. I'm expecting him to go up on the podium, strutting, sitting back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just 
giving you that that I'm 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 better than you. Vibe. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. never get it. He sits there, he answers the questions, mm-hmm. he gives those those Popovich answers. Yep, and he's just you know he said today he, was great. Yeah, I'm ready for tomorrow. In his one sit down, he did like this whole year with Canadian media. Yeah. He said he was like. The scream at the end of Game 7 was like the only time you really seen him get emotional. Yeah. And look at what it took. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's what it took. A Game 7 yeah. shot at the buzzer that bounced off the rib four times over Joel Embiid. Yeah. <laughs> right? Other than that, my guy's pretty calm and cool. But that Kendrick Perkins quote, that's, yeah. The Raptors want all the smoke. And I love yeah. it. Because the other part, too, I remember seeing this on Open Gym, which shouts to the guys that do Open Gym. They do an amazing job. And if you ever catch, like, any, it's like the behind the scenes of the Toronto Raptors, but uh, they do an amazing job with that. Shout out to all those guys. They do amazing dope work. But uh, it was after, it might have been after the Game 7 game, or maybe after, I think it was a Game 7 game. Because right afterwards in the locker room, you just win this big series. And Kyle Lowry came in the locker room. He's like, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. And it wasn't like amped up. He was just like serious focus. Like we're not done yet. We still got more to do. And seeing that, I was like, okay, these guys are focused. They're not on this happy to be here shit, right? They're not on that happy to be here shit. They're like, no, we're here to win. So Golden State can do whatever they want and hold Clay out. And because we think it's going to be a long series and KD might come back here and there and blah, blah. No, 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 no. It's not going to be a long series with the Raps just take care of business and hit their shots. So again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Huge shouts to the people rocking with us on Twitter as you have all year long at Shell Alexander here on the Wrap It Up podcast. Huge shouts to you guys. Same thing goes for the people on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And again, we we package this and it ends up online on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Just search On Blast Podcast and you'll find this, the Wrap It Up podcast on that feed. Huge shouts to all the people that have been rocking with us because I really, I really, really do appreciate it. And we've been getting a lot of messages throughout the playoffs, people telling us how much they've been enjoying the show and how much, you know, they look forward to it in the sense that even after losses, mm-hmm. we're here as a form of therapy, the kind of comfort and be like, don't worry, it's okay, relax, one game at a time. But that to me is the coolest thing, right? Getting all these messages and, you know, the t-shirts are really cool too. And I'll tell you guys something, man. It's been awesome to see how far reaching something like this gets. I've sent shirts to DC. I've sent shirts to Pennsylvania. I've sent shirts to Winnipeg. I've sent shirts to Vancouver. <laughs> and like, it's just, it's, it's, it's humbling. I'm going to be yeah. honest. It's really humbling. But it also just, you know kind of reassures you that hey raptors fans are out there raptors fans are passionate and that's why we started this to have a platform to share with you guys really appreciate this and i know i say it at the end of every show but i really do mean it because i used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya two wins away toronto peace <laughs> Boom, blast.